Courtside Indiana podcast is brought to you by Metro Indy Basketball Fall League. The 14th annual Fall League runs from Sundays, October 11th through November 1st. For more information and to register, visit MetroIndyBasketball.com. Also, Box Out Sports, the best sports graphics platform. Built for speed and control with your organization in mind. Try it now for free at BoxOutSports.com. Welcome to episode 31 of Courtside Indiana Podcast. As always, this is Jim Reamer and joined again, as always, by Zach Tyler. Zach, you're full-blown teaching now or is it hybrid or what? Yeah, we're full-blown. If you can't tell by my voice, I kind of lost it this week getting getting back into the swing of things. Nice. little. Yeah, you know, that's what I sound like in April. Uh, you start really coaching and you've spent most of the winter um, not coaching. And all of a sudden, your vocal cords take vocal cords take a hit, and yeah, you do sound a little bit like you're like you've been talking all week. So yeah, and the talking through the mask makes it a little more difficult too. So so uh, yeah. Oh you oh you do have to teach. Oh yeah. Wow. Uh, yeah. Well, I'm gonna give an un- unofficial uh, sponsorship plug to Stance. Their masks are incredible. I I've ordered three of them. Um. None of them, they do all the NBA stuff, but none of these were the ones with the NBA logo on them. But, but their masks, they're very, very comfortable. I uh, wore it all day yesterday at uh, Tony Leach's Prep Ball Stars Combine and wore it uh, all, all afternoon today at um, watching the Three Stripes League. We're, we're definitely going to have some content, at least written content, on, the prep, on that Prep Ball Stars uh, Combine uh, here in the next day. And, um, you know, the, the three stripes league was some good stuff too. Maybe we'll get a chance to talk about that, uh, next week. Um, today we're moving, uh, we're going right in the news. So as always, we've got, uh, offers and no commitments this week, correct? Yep. No, none this week. And then we're going to talk about 2023 small forwards. We are going to rattle through this quickly tonight because, uh, the Colts are on right now, but Boston, we're, we're butting up against the beginning of the Celtics uh, heat game, which is a bigger deal to me. And so we're going to rattle this off pretty quickly as we record it uh, early evening on Sunday night. So go ahead with those offers and we'll, we'll touch on any of the ones we need to talk about. Yeah. Jackson Paul from Cherubusco added a Madonna offer. Cam Brown from university down in Carmel Bayou, North central college. Yep. Tight Avanya, Tate Avanyo from up here closer to me at Morgan Township, he got a couple D3 offers, one from DePaul and one from Franklin. Uh, Naylon Thompson picked up his second offer, IUPY. Cody Samples from South Ripley, Franklin offer. Ryan Conwell from Pike, uh, Huntington offer. And then Matt Jones also from University, uh, Eureka offer. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I kind of screwed you on that one. I, he was last week. <laughs> Oh, I slipped, I slipped that in on the copy. So that's my fault, but you know, Hey, you know, it's still an offer. So, um, yeah, Nalon's first second division one offer, right? Cleveland States, his first offer. Correct. Only two offers for him. Yep. And that, and that's not, that's not bad. That's, that's a good, that's a good start for him. I mean, he's, he is, when I've seen him play tougher competition, he's got to be more aggressive. He's got to be more assertive. And in, in a situation where he's not necessarily 
having any portion of what they're doing on the court wrapped around him. You know, at Lures, they do a lot of things through him. Uh, they script a lot of his touches, especially in key moments. And so when I, when I saw him play a couple times um, over the summer, he just sort of – he was sort of passive. And I think he's got to be a little bit more aggressive. But he's got the physical talent. He's definitely have skill set. Um, I like his shot. I, I think it's got some more, I mean, he's got some room to improve it, but but still, still a nice player at that level. The, the, the Ryan Conwell one, he, he's going to be interesting. He started at Pike as a sophomore. I think everybody kind of thought J.J. Loudon would definitely be part of the starting lineup there at Pike. Um, and, and Conwell came in extremely steady. They did not have really what you would consider a traditional point guard. They almost played um, they almost played two shooting guards who maybe are sort of threes. Loudon is definitely a, a guard. Conwell's more of a a crossover three or a you know, he's definitely not a primary, he's definitely not a point guard. I mean, he's definitely not what you would consider to be a point guard. But both those guys are so big and strong. And 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 J.J. Loudon handles the ball really well. Conwell's right there. I was surprised. I didn't know much about him coming into the year. And he did a really nice job for them. Now, I, I think there's some question maybe uh, about how quickly can he get a shot off. Um, he is more of a, a ball mover with the ball, which on that group was, was just fine. Um, they didn't have a lot of shooting on that team. They do have a sophomore that's coming up that could see some minutes that will maybe push Conwell and Loudon to, to more traditional off-ball roles. Um, but now I think Conwell can shoot. If he gets a catch and he's open, is is a good shot. But it's, it is a set shot. It is a slower release. He's left-handed. Uh, he's going to be able to finish pretty well when he gets in the paint because of his strength. But they didn't. It was a weird group. It was a very long athletic group. And it was, um, you know, Eddie Jones was starting, they're starting three man. They started two bigs. Of course, um, they, um, you know, for Pike that doesn't, you know, Pike doesn't normally have a lot of size. Last year they did. And, um, you know, a lot of times they would play those dudes. They would, they would play Dobbins and, and they would play, um, um, I'm going to, my brain's on lockdown right now. They would, they would play Dobbins. They would play Eddie Jones at the three. Uh, they would play Noah Gordon, who has since transferred to Mount Vernon. So it's, you know, they would play a lot of those guys together. And it just, you know, they just needed somebody who could come in there, handle the ball, steady the ship. And, and Ryan did a great job. I, I'd like to see if he can score more what that will do with his recruiting, but that's a pretty aggressive move for Huntington. Again, more NAI schools recruiting, making offers to kids that are, haven't even started their junior season yet. I guess we're seeing more and more of that, at least in the state of Indiana. So, Yeah, when we saw that offer, I asked you right away how comparable he is to Cam Hafner. So it sounds like he's a pretty different player. Completely different. And, you know, in, the, in that, the Crossroads League, Conwell can play three positions. He can certainly guard three positions. And Hafner is a guy that really is more of a kid who goes out and gets his own shot, elevates well into his jump shot. So they are, yeah, they are definitely completely different 
different players. Um, do we know what do we know about Madonna as far as the school? Do you know anything about them? Is that uh, you're the NAIA guy? Is that out of your realm, or do you no, know much? About I mean, them? I know they're they're part of the WAC. Um, okay. Stuff in Michigan right now is pretty pretty crazy because they're making those kids practice and stuff with masks on still. I mean, anybody in the gym's got to have a mask on, even if you're even if you're playing or practicing. So yeah, uh, it's they're they're usually middle to upper tier in the the WAC. So it's a, it's a good offer for Jackson. He's going to be one of those guys that'll. He's just he's he's really a, an easy kid to like. He plays with such energy. Well, for sure. And I think you probably have a better feel for his his jump shot than I do. Um. But he is. Um, I think that's that's it. He's that's his weakness, right? Yep, definitely shooting is his weakness. I mean, it's his weakness because of the size. I mean, he's you, he, and that's why he's probably getting NAI offers because. He's usually the quickest guy in the court, and and he plays with such a motor. But the you know the jump shot can improve. Um, but but usually if you're if you're smaller and you your shot's got something in it, yeah, then um, it, it's improved. That's like two. That's like two strikes right off right off the bat. Right, right. From a, from a at, at a certain level, from a division exactly. one. Exactly. Like if you're a division one school, looking at his numbers, thinking, man, this kid, we got to go look at him. Then Maybe that's why some of the you know some of the D two schools have have not gotten too aggressive with him, and again he's got a a full you know he's whenever he decides to commit he's got time to to show that. But I think for for people who have wondered about his recruiting, that's why it's that sort of okay he's a little bit small, okay he as well as he scores his jump shot still needs work, but man he just does a lot of other things well, and he's going to be one of those kids that you know just ends up winning games because. You know, I I don't know a ton about Cherubusco basketball, but they've been winning a lot of games since he's been there. Yeah, definitely a or winner. Certainly, or certainly more. Right, right. Definitely a winner. Um, his jump shot has improved a little this summer from what I saw a couple games. Uh, he's hitting some outside shots now. So so you can tell he's working at it, which which you're definitely going to get with him anyway, is he's going to work at it all the time. Yeah. Oh, trying to get better. Um. Anything else about these other guys? Um, I don't think so. Uh, that's Cam's. He's got a couple offers now, right? Cam Brown. Yeah, I'm not. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe he he's a he's you know he's a interesting kid. He's a highly intelligent kid. Um, was he a Zionsville or Carmel kid at one point? He was a Zionsville kid. Or, you know, he grew early, and I I think he. You know, I think Coach Lap, Brandon Lafferman, the head coach there, he's he's often said this that kids that have moved in from there that have been maybe the somewhat bigger names on the north side are guys that maybe don't eat, drink, and think basketball. You know, maybe not think, but but eat, drink, and bleed basketball. You know, there are guys that do have other priorities. I mean, there was a kid from Carmel that transferred there a few years ago who, you know, sometimes we don't know if we were going to – if we always believed his dad, but the what the younger Flamian boy moved to university in part because he was – sometimes basketball was interfering with his Frisbee golf. 
you know, and whether his dad was joking about that or not, he just was, he was definitely motivated differently than his older brother, Preston. So, um, let me see about that. And, you know, Camden's a, he's an interesting kid. He's, he's very versatile for university. He's very versatile at that two, at that competitive two, a level. Um, and if he'd have stayed at Zionsville, he'd help them out, especially this year as they, they graduate a lot of guys from last year. And, and if you think about the cumulative of it, Camden Brown and both Isaiah Davis were both bigger, bigger Zionsville kids that have since, you know, that left. I mean, Camden never went to Zionsville high school. Right. Just, you know, when you know a kid like that, since he was a sixth or seventh grader, it's, I still sort of associate the Zionsville with him, but, but he is, um, he's a nice player at that level. So at the, at that competitive two, a level. So, yeah. Um, and we don't know much about North central college, right? No, not at all. Okay. Like, <clears throat> um, Small forwards, class of 2023. That's that's our topic for the day. We are going to really go through these pretty quickly. And one of it's for, for somewhat of an obvious reason is because it seems like half the darn list is from Carmel. Um, you know, and, and I'm going to group those guys together. But the, 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 the most – the kid with the highest ceiling – and, it, look, there's – it's not as a deep a list as what we've talked about with – the last couple of positions. Yeah, definitely. Um, but, but Jay Quillon Roberts, who, who got a lot of varsity minutes last year as a freshman, he is transitioning his game from basically just this big, long albatross looking. I mean, he's got arms forever. He, he comes off – he passes any visual test you'd want. He's got a good body. He's eager to play. He's always he – seems like he's always smiling when he, he enjoys the game. And he plays pretty hard. There's times where he has issues getting his body going. He's got a little awkwardness to him still. Um, he has definitely got a long way to go to get to his ceiling, and I mean that as a positive. He has got – his shots improved, but it's still, you know, it's still more of a set shot. It, it's, it, and he, it may be one of those deals where it's never the best part of his game, but he's also getting to the point where he can put the ball on the floor and get to the basket. He understands how to do that in fewer dribbles. He, um, I think his one weakness is maybe passing off the move, you know, create, being able to create a play. Uh, that doesn't involve him scoring. Um, and a lot of that is just his vision. It's not anything else. He's just when you're transitioning from a game where you pretty much played in the post most through middle school, and now all of a sudden you're literally being thrust onto the perimeter. Um, you know, he is um, – he's worked at it, and I think each time out he's gotten a little bit better. He's – I don't think he's going to grow. I'm going to compare him to Jared Jeffries here. I don't think he's going to grow to continue to grow like Jared did in high school. But he's got a lot of the same physical qualities. He definitely, as a, as a freshman, there were times where Jared Jeffries looked like Bambi on roller skates <laughs> when he played. But then there were also times where he would put together two or three things in a row, and you'd just be like, oh, man. 
Now, Jared continued to grow to about 6'10". Yep. You know, and Jay Quillan's 6'6", and, and he may top off there. Um, and it, it's, not, it's not unlike physically what happened with Musa Jallo, who was a Bloomington North kid and is, you know, went to Ohio State. He's got a lot of the same physical tools. Um, I just think he's that much longer. I think he's got Jeffries' length. I think he's got he's got a bulldog mentality. He'll rebound. He rebounds his position well. He's a willing defender. There's just a lot of great things to like about him. And and if his skill set isn't quite where you think it needs to be right now, that's only a positive because that's the thing that he can work on the most. Um, now will Bloomington North rely on him a lot this season coming up? Yeah. I mean, he's probably going to be a third option, but he's going to be a guy. They're going to have balance between him and Claver and Vinsel. Yeah. Those three guys. And, I, and I'm probably sure I'm, I'm, there's probably going to be some guys, probably a junior or senior that produces for them that we don't know much about. Um, but there's no – I mean, he, he, had, he had good numbers as a freshman you know, for freshmen. But as he, as he stretches his game out, that, that, that's the intriguing part is, is what happens. And that's why he's got Big Ten schools looking at him. That's why he's got other high major programs, some other high major conferences looking at him. But, you know, he doesn't have any offers yet, but Indiana certainly made him feel close to home, you know, feel welcome. I think for when that time comes, they want to be – they want that relationship already formed. Sure. Um, so, you know, and he's a lot like this. You know, he's a lot like Jermaine Coleman too. Um, Jermaine physically has a lot of the same advantages, has a lot of the same assets. He's long, he's forever long. I, I don't know how the hell he got as tall as he did. <laughs> His father, O'Shea, played at, played on some really good Arlington teams and, and was a guard. And, and I mean, I've met his, I mean, I've met his mom, but you know, I don't know that you look at Jermaine and think he's going to, you know, you'd think that O'Shea's kid's going to be six, 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 seven, which is about what he's getting into. And, and what I liked about Coleman, when I first saw him, I loved his defensive versatility. And, you know, a lot of it was length. Um, but he was sort of in between offensively. His shots improved. He's, he's a left-handed kid. It's still a set shot. Would like to see what that looks like as he's able to come off screens and just rise into it. Um, he works incessantly on a mid-range game, like a little floater game in the paint. If he can get to the rim – that's his strength is his ability to, to finish and put the ball on the blackboard and, and, and display the touch it takes to, you know, to make that shot. Um, and he's also not a, he's also a good ball handler for his, for whatever his position is. You know, he can, there's times where he could be a primary ball handler as sort of the point forward type deal. Um, you know, if the other team's hounding their guards, Jermaine could bring it up and, and I'm not sure there's a, you know, there's probably maybe other one other kid 
on this list who who fits that description as well would be Spencer White. Um, and and none of these, neither one of those two guys will do this for their school teams this year, at least the varsity level. Um, but Jermaine's a kid that as he as he gets older, they'd be able to run a lot of offense through him at Park Tudor. Um, but defensively, I, I like that part of his game as much as any, he's willing, he gets down in stance, he moves his feet, he rebounds, but I like how disruptive he can be. And I've seen him at times get really locked in and just be a shutdown guy. Um, you know, and I think with his, his, as tall as he is, is he's got to improve his core center of gravity issues that comes into play. Like if you could run him off a bunch of screens, he'd probably struggle there. Um, versus what happens once he gets his, once he gets in front of his man. But then if you get him, if he, you get him on your hip, he's also got the length to block it. He has the length to contest shots, even if he's beaten. Um, you can recover that fast. I. Uh, just, I mean, a lot of it is because of his length. The length, yeah. You know, a lot of it is his length. And, and he works at it. He doesn't give up on the play. I mean, that's that's a huge part of it. Right. But. Which is good for a younger kid. It is. You know, and, and Roberts, is that, Roberts is that same way. Roberts doesn't move as well as Jermaine does. Um, at least laterally. And maybe I need to see Roberts more. Um, but both those guys just have a lot of physical upside. And even if neither one of them grow another inch, they, they both will start to get stronger. I think they both have pretty good bodies on them to where they can handle weight. Um, we'll get one more in here and then, then move on to the group of guys you, that you've been able to see. And yeah, Caleb sure. Washington from Floyd Central, he started for them down there. And, you know, Sturgeon, Coach Sturgeon has has been a guy that is willing to play juniors on JV, and it's it, they're usually guys that he knows he's going to rely heavily on as seniors. Um, but with the depth they have, they have had sometimes when he's been down there, um, you know, putting a couple of juniors on their JV team has has been common which is all the more impressive for Caleb Washington to step up and be a starter as a freshman. Um, we went down and watched him play Evansville Wrights, you know, with Lander. And, you know, Wrights wants to play fast. And they, they want to press and they want to zone. They want to, they want to do a bunch of things to knock you off your game. And, and Caleb, I thought, handled it, handled it really well for a freshman. I mean, you know, look, he didn't have a huge role offensively. Um, he was the guy that would get get drop-offs in the paint. He finished. That's not the way he plays in the summer. He's definitely got three-point range. Um, and, again, a kid that's a willing defender. I don't know yet, you know, how he compares athletically to, to Coleman, to Roberts. Um but as good as Floyd Central's been the last six years, you know, Caleb's been a, you know, Caleb playing as a freshman is, that's impressive. 
you know, because Sturgeon is one of those guys. He's not just going to throw a guy in there for whatever, for accolades or you're going to have to earn it because they got to win games and they're, they, they developed this mentality where they're expected to win. Sure. Um, so he's a kid that's early maturing as well, has had to expand, has had to change his game and extend it. And he's done a nice job with it. I, of those three that I've talked about first, I, I like his mechanics the best. Um, and that's where I've got to get a more look at Coleman's shot. But that's some of that's nitpicky. Is some of that is just ability to come off a screen, and, and it matters as you look higher up the ranks. Um, but you know, then Jermaine has shot the ball extremely well. This you know has shot the ball well this summer. Shot it well today, as I was watching him play. Um. But you know, those two guys play together in the summer, and, the, and they do complement each other decently well. Um, but neither neither one of them are looking to play in the paint, when, and they shouldn't, at least in the summers, and then what they look to do. But, you know, Caleb's got a nice body on him, so Floyd Central, they, they, they move him, they put him in the paint a lot. And a lot of that is – you know, against rights, he was in the middle of the zone. He was in the middle of it, and they ran a lot of stuff through him as a freshman. And I thought he performed pretty well, and overall at least. You know, at least, especially considering for a freshman. So, um, well, th three guys you've seen play. And then we'll hit these Carmel kids. Um, but go go with the three guys you you've seen. There's a couple of Fort Wayne area kids we got at least claim ignorance on. We'll get to that too. <laughs> yeah, but, but, but go names. ahead. With, yeah, go with Darian. <clears throat> All right. So yeah, Darian Thornton here at uh, Mishawaka Marion. Uh, wasn't relied on very much this last year for offense at all because of Jerry Bracey, Deglin Sullivan. Uh, Caleb Kakalia, I mean, the list goes on for Marion. You know how talented they were this last year. Uh, very good role player for them. Great on defense. Uh, defense is, is ahead of his offense. Um, he's very strong. Rebounds really well on both ends. Uh, he'd be a good pick and roll player, I feel like, too, if moving forward here. Uh, but I feel, I feel like he'll have a bigger role coming up this year. We've talked about that often with Jerry Bracey leaving. Right. How much the, the rest of the, the team is going to be relied on now to just to put points on the board. But like I said, he rebounded well, so he'd clean up the glass a little bit and, and score that way. Uh, finish inside when he when he did get the ball inside like that, and it, he, the shot blocker also definitely will alter <laughs> shots coming in on him. Yeah, I I've not seen him, so that, that's. That's all you – I've not seen Grundy either, but Tyshawn Grundy. Yeah, and Tyshawn Grundy from South and Washington. We've talked about uh, Washington a little bit. They yeah. had Petty, Petty Vaughn and Griffin. So, I mean, those dudes are gone now. Uh, Grundy didn't play very much varsity uh, this year. So, the only, I've only saw him just briefly. Saw him once or twice this summer also over in Fort Wayne. Uh, 
he's a solid player. I know they're going to look to him quite a bit, him and a freshman also, another freshman, Marcus Northern. They're going to rely on quite a bit this, this upcoming season, so it'll be interesting to see what, what uh, Grundy can do. I know he can, he can score it. He's already got some good size on him also. Uh, shoots it pretty well for, for uh, a freshman. So we'll see, we'll see what he does for Coach Varga here coming up this season. Yeah, just to roll through that, these are sophomores now. Right. Yeah, because um, you'd mentioned Thornton too. So both Thornton and Grundy are both both sophomores. But, um, yeah, emailed during the year about, especially toward the end of the year, about Grundy with Coach Varga. He's very excited about what he's going to be or what he could be at Washington. Yeah. I didn't, you know, it's hard sometimes kids, especially when they play as freshmen, they will play whatever gets them on the court and they definitely like his skill set they like the direction it's going it doesn't mean he's he's a finished product or all of a sudden he's going to jump up and put big time numbers but you know I would imagine he would be steady contributor for him and every now and then jump up with a with a decent game um sure statistically but I don't yeah I don't know enough about his outside shot to know how that's going to work yet it, at, at, at all, not even – I have no evaluation of his outside shot. Um, but they they like the direction his skills are going. Um, Carson Collin from Lake Central. Yeah, he's a big, strong kid, uh, great frame already, um, good inside with the ball. From what I've seen a little bit, he can hit the hit the 15-footer. But I think his game's probably from there in right now. But uh, great size, like I said, rebounds really well. Can defend really well also. Nobody can push him around Yeah, on the defensive end. They will – you know, Lake Central being transition, they obviously they will have the benefit of having Kyle Ross for them this yeah, year. Yeah, definitely. Uh, they have Jack Mahoney, who will be a junior, who should get a chance to play a lot of varsity this year. Six nine kid. Um, I, I thought I thought Colin has shot the ball decently well the games I've seen him play, but it has been quite. He's got to be open. It's not his go to, but I I think also he looks like he's a kid too that's transitioning his game and trying to just get more range to it. So but I've always liked him. I shouldn't say I've always. I, I've watched him play three or four times this summer, and I liked him on the defensive end of the floor. He guards. He, he defends well. He's, he doesn't really gamble. He's not out there creating turnovers, getting deflections, but he definitely doesn't get beat easily, and he rebounds well. Sure. So, Real steady player. Um, two Fort Wayne kids that – I mean, I've seen Darian Brooks, Keon's younger brother, play half of one game, and not really enough to evaluate. It wasn't a it wasn't a great view. I don't mean that in any, any way, other than the fact that it just was such a ragged game. Um, they were beating some, I don't know, some really bad team by about forty, and. You know, he. There were a couple kids there that were just getting to the paint at will, and it just was hard to take that game seriously. And then another kid, Jordan Green, who I, 
I know had a pretty good freshman year at North, Fort Wayne North. Um, saw him as an eighth grader, did not see him as a freshman, and just saw him as, a, as an eighth grader at a camp. And, you know, he just stood out. He's 6'4 at that size, at that age, and he was, he was decently skilled. Um, I'm sure that's improved. You know, people in Fort Wayne that I talk to, like both those guys, um, Darian's not going to be Keon. Um, but, you know, again, he, he played a decent amount as a freshman for New Haven, and New Haven was, was a sectional champion. And, and Jordan Green played a lot of varsity for Fort Wayne North. So North has been down. Um, but they're, you know, they're going to be a group of kids that they keep those young guys there that, that could slide up there and be, be pretty good. So, yeah, sticking with, sticking with Fort Wayne, uh, James Mallory over there too. Yeah, he's at, you know, he's at Northrop now, I believe. Either that or I've got it wrong. Um, yeah, they, they like him. They, he's a kid that 6'4", um, 6'5", six, six, pretty good defender. And not, you know, he played JV all year. So it'd be interesting to see. He's, it looks like he's at Northrop. So either I've got a wrong school on there. Um, but at the same time, those guys like him. So I talked to one of the one of the summer coaches up in the Fort Wayne area and speaks speaks pretty highly of James and trying to hopefully get a chance to watch him play this fall. So I'm not not real sure yet if we're going to get a second Fort Wayne team down to the to the fall league, but we've got one. I'm hoping we'll get another. So we've got a group of incoming juniors coming, and I'm hoping we can get some sophomores or at least a, a mix another team mix of age groups, but. But, yeah, Mallory's definitely a kid to, to keep an eye on if you're in the Fort Wayne area. So those three Fort Wayne kids really are kind of a weak spot for us right now. Yeah. Um, and I'm sure people will accuse this of being a weak spot too but because I've seen too much of them. But Carmel's got four kids that are, you know, have a pretty – a lot to offer <laughs> playing the small forward position. I think um, Spencer White, Sam Orm, both kids that dressed varsity for Carmel as freshmen – um, Jared Bonds is a kid that started JV for them and was able to participate on their tournament team, the sectional team. So he was at least um, rewarded with that. And then Lucas Parker's another kid that, that we'll all flip in there toward the end of that list. Um, you know, I think he led the freshman team for Carmel in scoring. Um, they, they all have their strengths and weaknesses. I think starting with the two kids that, that dressed varsity last year, White and Orm, both are, both are good or above average outside shooters. Um, anybody from Carmel right now is, moves extremely well without the basketball. I think Spencer is a little bit is a, is ahead of Sam defensively. Um, I think Sam has a more defined scoring mentality. Uh, then, then Spencer does, and, and Spencer is going to be a kid that um, improves that part, especially as he's gotten more confidence in his outside shot, just his ability to drive and, and finish. I know that's that's a part of his game that, that is going to continue to improve. And where Orm is crafty, gets in the paint, he's able to get the ball in the glass. He's He's got a lot of finishing moves. He's got a couple of good finishing moves that he can rely on. Um, 
you know, and he is, um, you know, he's really good without the basketball. I know we, we played him in the summer. Spence and Sam guard each other, and that was interesting watching those two guys go at it. But, and, and Spencer, I think, is a more instinctful passer. Um, you know, but you look at how these three kids, I mean, we'll talk more about Jared, especially because those three guys will presumably, you know, get varsity minutes this year, although I still could see Bonds getting most of his minutes at JV level, if not all of them, or if not, like a vast majority of them. Um, but, you know, all three of those guys and, and Parker, all four of those guys really have a lot, still have growth potential in them. And what I liked about Spence coming into the summer was how he improved his scoring mentality, being able more to be a guy that steps up in a big moment um, where Sam already has that in his game. And where Sam's got to get better is he's got, he's got to get better defensively. And a lot of that is str- some of it's strength, but a lot of it is just early preparation, move early on the, you know, move while the ball's in the air, you know, be there on the catch. Don't wait for the guy to catch to, to get in position because at that point you're late. Um, Spencer's the, the best rebounder of the bunch. Although Bonds definitely rebounds his position well and, and Jared's, he's a plus defender um and jared's got to improve his outside shot not only just in terms of quickening up and tightening up his mechanics but just being able being willing to step into a catch and shoot it it is a good set it is a good jump shot though um and he's pretty good finishing around the rim and then Lucas Parker's kind of outside this top tier list of kids, but but at least of the Carmel kids. Well, it's straight out, Lucas Parker's one of the best shooters in the class. Now he's got some physical issues where he's got to get he's got to start to get stronger. He's got to be able to maintain weight. Um, he's got to improve defensively with with footwork and just being quicker. Um, but he's a kid that's got a lot of savvy with, with the basketball and he's got a lot of different ways he can finish and he's confident in it. And, you know, when you, when you know, you've got to close out tight on him, um, when you've got to close out tight on him, it, it, it makes that first dribble and the coverage he gets, you know, pretty deadly. Um, he has some big scoring games in the summer on a team that's got a lot of options. But um, all four of those guys bring something different to the table. And I think as they mature together within Carmel, all four of them could, can complement each other. I think Spence can guard multiple positions. Bonds can guard multiple positions. Um, you know, and that's where Sam and Lucas both have to improve a little bit. Um but they all bring something different and, you know, they're complete. I mean, they will get a complete skill development <laughs> regimen as they, as they continue to go through or grow through Carmel's uh, system. So, but I'm, you know, sure I'm pretty biased on that, but no, no, not at all. <laughs> um, anybody else? Cause I think we're, 
anybody else on your end that at least touch on like guys you either have seen or want or think we or want to see? Uh, just looking at our list here, <clears throat> going down some kids that are closer closer to me. Uh, Michigan City Marquette's got a Lucas Balling, six yeah. four kid there. I know he can. He's a good catch and shoot guy. That's about all I know about him. I haven't seen him, just from what I've heard. So I'd like to get over and maybe see him this year. Uh, and then Ian Rosh from Northwood. I've heard good things about him. Yeah, as well. they're um, they like yeah they definitely like. Time. I wouldn't watch them practice the week of regionals. I walked in there cold. I'm sure, they thought I was scouting from whoever they were playing, but um, I knew they had two freshmen. Uh, getting varsity minutes and I wanted to go see and I was running out of time so I went up and watched them practice and and uh, really appreciated them welcoming me it, it helped that I could walk in and tell them that I was not represent you know not even remotely representing a 3A school um, so I was I was welcome and I did try to telegraph my arrival a little bit but I don't I'm not sure they got the message but yeah I got a chance to watch both their freshmen and they're they're pretty good I think the guard that they've got is a little is a little stronger uh, physically. Obviously, I don't I don't mean I don't specifically mean physically. Uh, Cade Brenner, he got probably more minutes, but um, you know Rash should be interesting if he can if he can get weight on and keep it on. I think Jace Morris probably a little ahead of him at Argos. That may be a good one for you. Oh man, to go no see. Argus. Um, you know, and you've got kids like, you know, Jackson Striander at New Albany, um, who's a good shooter. We'll definitely get a lot of varsity minutes this year or should, uh, Owen Snedeker at Williamsport or at Seeger. Sorry. It's in Williamsport. At least the gym is, um, Snedeker had a great freshman year. Um, you know, and he's a, he's a crafty scorer, a kid that rebounds pretty well. Um, and, you know, was really a focal point for them offensively as a freshman. And then Peyton Bledsoe, Lagodi, probably a guy that we should talk about more. He's he's one of the – he's definitely one of the best shooters in the class. And he's a kid that – I mean, he'll do a lot of things for Lagodi. We, we definitely should have spent a little bit more time talking about him. But, but he'll do a lot of things at Lagodi this year. And I would imagine that he'll lead, he'll lead them in scoring because I think he's got that kind of potential. Um, he's definitely not bashful, but he's got good vision too. So it's not like he's – I mean, he's just as likely to throw a fastball through the paint as he is to put up a jump shot from NBA range. So he's not, he's not looking to get – he's not looking to take just bad any shot. He's looking to make a play. And the ball doesn't stick in his hands very long at all. Um, but yeah, th- those are definitely some extra names, and we we probably should have spent more time with with Bledsoe on the initial read. But um, I'm trying to think, if there's anybody else we touched on? I mean, we, there's been some other kids that, other than getting familiar with the Fort Wayne kids a little bit better. Yeah. Um. Sincere Germany will probably get some varsity time at Cathedral this year. He, he's just a hard kid to evaluate, and that's that's my fault. Um, 
but he's going to be a kid that splits time at cathedral and um they do like him so it'll be it'll be um but there's a lot of they got a lot of players ahead of him including tibbs and jake davis two other classmates that, that get a lot of varsity time so well this is pretty quick anybody else before we wrap it up and get get in front of a tv and watch boston play yeah i think i don't think so i think like you're saying the, the fort wayne kids are going to be in need that we have to get get into this year and uh go from there yep well courts at indiana podcast is brought to you by metro indy basketball fall league Full disclosure, again, that's the league that I run. The 14th annual Fall League runs from on Sundays from October 11th through November 1st. It has produced, or a league that has not produced, but it's definitely a league that has featured 74 Indiana All-Stars, four Mr. Basketballs, and three players who, four, four really, that play in the NBA. So um, either are still or have. It's been a very competitive league, and, and it continues to be. It's going to continue to be a loaded field this year. So for more information or, and to register, uh, registration is open through the uh, toward the end of the week, this upcoming week, and then we're shutting it down. MetroIndieBasketball.com. Got your read there? Yeah. Uh, Box Out Sports, leading online graphics solution, giving you the ability to create professional content in seconds. So you can highlight your team and student-athletes this season coming up. Uh, sign up for a free demo at boxoutsports.com. Remember, VNN is very uh, – they work with VNN through most high schools. So get with them if you don't already. And if you need to see how it's used, follow Chris Hawkins, <laughs> the head basketball coach and athletics director at Crispus Attics. He uh, – he loves that thing. So, and he works at it. So either he does it or somebody in their, their, uh, their athletics department does because they, I, I see that out there the, the most. Uh, they, they use it pretty much year round. So it's been, it's good stuff. Um, maybe maybe you that for fall league. Uh, yeah, it's just, a, it's, I, if I could tie it in like dynamically, I would. Um, but, you know, it's tough when you're cranking out 32 games each Sunday. So, um, but yeah, definitely during the season, we'll definitely will be using that. So, uh, Courtside Indiana podcast is now available on Apple Podcasts as well as Spotify. You can subscribe to either or both if you want, depending on which app you use. And have each episode as the police and fire trucks drive by. I don't know if you can hear that or not. It is, yeah. I know we're being invaded. It's one of the only bad thing about living near downtown Carmel is. I live one block away from the, the main fire station. Courtside Indiana is available on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. You can subscribe to each or either um, of those apps and have them delivered straight to your phone, tablet, or desktop by subscribing. Give us a rating and review in each place if you would, please, uh, because that, um, that lets people know that we've, got, that we've got people who don't just listen but like it. And I think that's it for this week. Zach, I appreciate your time. Glad, as glad always. to be here. Glad to be yep. here. And for those that listen every week, thank you very much. And we look forward to having you back next week. Bye.